For the last decade, I've been on a mission to help people find expansion in their lives through holistic well-being, physical, mental, and spiritual. This journey, of course, started within with my own healing and then expanded outwards in my career teaching movement, meditation, and healthy eating, as well as practicing energy and sound healing. Through this journey of self-discovery, I have come to learn that my core purpose is to use my voice to facilitate healing for others. On this podcast, I interview expert guests to share some of the tools, approaches, and thought processes that have helped me delve deeper into what it means to be a spiritual being living a physical existence. Gary Tarola is a wellness expert and life and business strategist. Together with his partner, Claire Sharon Roberto, he travels all over the world working remotely with his coaching clients while assisting Claire in setting up turnkey plant-based restaurants in exotic locations. Going from being a high-flying executive with a secret drug problem to stripping his life down to the bones in order to consciously design a life of fulfillment has given Gary a very personal understanding and unique perspective on how to build a life filled with joy, excitement and purpose. In this conversation, we cover a wide range of topics about life in general, and he gives us some great advice on how to choose joy in your life right now, all delivered with his trademark enthusiasm and zest for life. Welcome, and thank you for being here. It's amazing. Thank you, Ren. It's beautiful to be here. So uh, I noticed on one of your posts the other day that you were talking about how becoming a coach and living this lifestyle that you have all started with your own search for health. Mm. So I would love for you to expand on that. Was there a specific catalyst that caused you to go on mm. this health journey? I really love this question. And it's, uh, I, I, I compare this question to like jumping into ice water because we can go like super deep, super quick. Um, so basically I, I come from a, um, a very loving family, uh, literally given everything I needed, went to a private school, like literally grew up in a, a relatively, quite, no, not even relatively, a very wealthy um, background and with family and all that. And I just had all the contacts and at the school. So when I like kind of went through the, the sports stardom and then finished high school and went into university and studied what I thought I needed to study, which back then was a BCom finance at Stellenbosch University, and I got roped into, unknowingly, roped into uh, business because uh, I came from a family of entrepreneurs. Um, so I got roped into studying business and then uh, getting into business and then landing up in the corporate world and becoming relatively successful at, by the age of 24. You know, I had uh, I'd started and sold companies. I had, uh, by the age of, I think by the age of 26, I had been a part of five uh, startup uh, companies that have broken hundreds and hundreds of millions of rands and dollars, actually. Um, and I was part of the starting teams. And I really just worked hard, had the South African ethic. Uh, but the whole time, unknowingly, what I was going through is this subpar feeling. So everyone saw like the nice car, the nice home, um, the, you know, like the the amazing friends and the great social life and all that. But what they didn't see was it just, I was like, kind of had this like mundane feeling of boredom, uh, mm. uh, not feeling fulfilled. Uh, now that I know what fulfilling 
feels like or fulfillment feels like, I can definitely say that I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel joy. I didn't feel like this massive excitement every day. I definitely felt the same as most people feel when you wake up on a Monday morning saying, ah, yeah. it's Monday. It's Monday again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't have the tools back then to actually understand that, well, that just simply meant that I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. Um, and I got uh, stuck into drugs and alcohol. Um, I had already been binge drinking since the age of 13, um, just as I find a standard is in South Africa. Mm. Um, I didn't drink every day from 13, but definitely tried to drink behind parents' backs. Yeah. Uh, my parents were strict. And when I did and went to a house and we could uh, steal some Vitblitz or vodka or whatever that it was from, from a friend's dad's bar, um, would get absolutely hammered. And I didn't see a problem with this. I would drink. Every time I drank, I drank till I threw up. Um, and this carried on, carried on, carried on. Even throughout my um, amazing sporting career, which uh, like rugby was my life. I was going to be a springbok and all that until I had a massive injury. But I, I competed at a high level. What happened was... Um, I drinking became not enough. So at the age of 21, it was actually during the Soccer World Cup. I think that was the first time. Um, I would, Someone pulled out cocaine in front of me and did a line. Um, and I was like, oh, well, you know, drinking's not enough. It's not exciting enough. I was always after the next exciting thing yeah. in everything in life. I just like, that was me, adrenaline, everything, jumping out of planes, all of this kind of stuff. So the next obvious step for me, instead of drinking and instead of sobering up, was drugs um and i dabbled in weed and all that kind of stuff but i don't really classify that as a drug because i didn't get addicted to it and mm. i wanted to peak instead of chill out yeah like now i'll take some ashwagandha to chill out but uh you know like back then like even today like give me a coffee and i'll have 10 cups it's like coffee and i just love peaking that's my energy um anyway got trapped into drugs did copious amounts, made new friends that did drugs, created a whole new life, um, and got into massive deep depression and suicidal thoughts. And this, I, I knew that that wasn't me. I had never been suicidal. I'd never been uh, privy to depression. And it was getting just so often. Um, so I knew there was a problem. Um, and then I kind of landed up in rehab. So to cut that short, landed up in rehab. Um, what age was uh, this? Uh, 20, just waking out of my head. Mm-hmm. 26. So okay. tw- uh, so 26. And by that stage, I'd made made loads of money, spent all that money on drugs, uh, got an inheritance from my grandmother, spent that all on drugs, actually spent that on one night, which is wow. kind of hot sore. Um, and yeah, it's just... Just thinking back on it, it's funny, I don't think about it that often because it's not really in my reality anymore. But when I explain it, um, it's quite interesting because it makes me realize how many people are in that trap. They may not be using drugs or alcohol to um, kind of subside that feeling of underwhelmment, um, but they may be using TV or they may be using, um, you know, people pleasing or they may be using any kind of emotional fix to try and you know fix what they're feeling um yeah exactly food (laughs) anything you know so so the only thing i knew so to sum that all up the only thing that i knew what to do was i knew that when i sobered up i gained 
so much clarity in an instant. Like in an instant, I had just so much awareness and clarity of not what I wanted to do, but everything that I just did not enjoy and did not like. Just like all of a sudden my eyes just opened. And it wasn't because I stopped drugs. It was because I had chosen in that moment, because I chose to go to rehab. I chose. I got myself in the car. I was high. I got into the car and I went to my parents. And I'm like, I need to go to rehab. You must remember at this stage, it's been years and years and years of drug abuse and alcohol abuse. And no one knew. I did it behind everyone's back, including my girlfriend at the time, who I was dating for three, four years. Wow. And like no one had a clue, you know. What precipitated I'd, that moment where you decided I'm going to? Um, it was that or I was going to take my life. Yeah. I was, and I didn't know why I wanted to. I was just so depressed. And to me, I think it was also like, it was also the weight of all the lies. Because like I said, I did it, did it behind everyone's backs. I had lies on top of lies on top of lies to try and cover my tracks, yeah, you know? And I think it was that weight and maybe that weight created the depression, but it doesn't really matter. So for anyone listening there, it doesn't actually matter what's causing the depression. It's like just, you get to pivot and change direction as soon as you feel that feeling. You just need to stop doing exactly everything that you've been doing. And that's what I did. I had this moment of clarity where I was just like, I need to stop everything that it's not bringing me like joy. And that's what I did. Uh, ironically, I got promoted to GM of the tech company I was running uh, while I was in rehab. Like they knew I was going to rehab. And anyway, I, I like offered, hey, you can you can let me go. I'm not going to like uh, do a wrongful, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, being let go wrongfully. Like I won't like go, go legal or anything. And they were like, no, we actually want to promote you. I was like, what? Anyway, so I got promoted, and but I quickly knew I had to leave corporates. So I pretty much in this whole like little bubble, I left my job. I uh, left my girlfriend at the time. I left the city I was living in, Johannesburg, moved back to Cape Town. Um, I left everything. I packed my bags, moved back into the house with my parents, which was kind of tricky because they didn't understand addiction. So they thought like any kind of sight of a, of a bottle of booze was going to like put me back into rehab. Um, but anyway, navigated through that and then navigated through trying to gain people's trust back. Uh, obviously, I'd been lying for years and years and years, um, but I was so happy. I had nothing to do. People were like, well, what did you do? I was like, I gave up everything so I could have the space to figure out what I wanted to do. And that's the key that I want everyone to hear. You don't need to take step one if you uh, only if you know what step two and step three is. Most people stop themselves because they don't want to take that first step because they don't know what the next step after that is going to be. But the secret that I can tell you from like hindsight is you will never know what step two is or step three or step four. Because what happens is you take one action and then a whole world opens and then you get to decide on what is in front of you at mm -hmm. that stage. I really love that. Um, and that's how I got into health. So just to, and that's, I picked up, I walked into a cafe out of the blue, in inverted commas for our podcast listeners. Um, obviously it was meant to that I walked into a cafe and they ran a plant-based nutrition course 
Um, and I definitely wasn't plant-based. My dad is a butcher. My uncle's a butcher. My cousins are butchers. Um, but it just called me, started studying it. And then I just studied, 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 studied health. Uh, health. I was always obsessed with health, ironically, even though I was doing drugs and that. Um, I was still taking my supplements while taking cocaine, which is interesting. <laughs> um, and that's how I landed up in health and wellness in Beautiful. the beginning. There's so much in your story that I can relate to, even though obviously mm. our stories are not exactly the same. There's, there are a lot of parallels there. And I think, mm. as you said, there are so many people that are trapped in that space and they don't even realize it. And it's it's almost the norm. You know, like mm. you described your upbringing and it, and it sounds like the idyllic Western version of how everybody wants to grow up or wants to raise their kids. Mm. And yet the result of that seems to be as an adult, just being in the space where you're not fulfilled. You know, for me, mm. it was um, being married to a very wealthy man. And mm. from the outside to everybody else, it looked like I had this perfect mm. life and everything was so wonderful. And inside, I felt dead and empty. And then, of course, I thought there was something very wrong with me. Because yeah. I used to wake up and think, is, is this it? Is this my life? And, and so I thought, okay, well, there must be something wrong with me if I'm not happy with this life. And it, it took, um, you know, it took a, sort of a tragedy for me to realize what I really want out of life. Mm. Um, I love the way that you spoke about creating space to see what the next step is. Mm. Because I think so often people don't want to take that leap of faith. They want to know what's coming next and, and they want to have it all lined up. And a theme that has been so strong for me in my journey over the last six years with health, with spirituality, is surrender. Hmm. And I just, and, and it's like this theme that always comes back to me. You know, just when I think I've mastered the art of surrendering, the universe shows me that I have not yet. <laughs> and I yeah. just went through it again recently where, um, you know, I've been making some changes in my career and like really looking at what else I want to offer, like how can I be of service in the world? And um, I was getting all this pressure from various different places of like, you have to figure it out. And like, you have to figure out what you offer. Like you have to put a label mm. on it. And something in my soul was pushing back against that until eventually I realized I was being asked to surrender, surrender all the labels, the labels of what I was doing before, of who I think I am, who I think I have to be in the world. Just let it all go, which is deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> But once you do that and you just sit with that discomfort, then the answers start to come up. Yeah. I think it's so important. There's two aspects to this. Um, and one aspect, actually, I, I was looking in the mirror yesterday and it came to me with regards to there's this heavy focus on pr productivity, right? Pr uh, like we need to be busy in our days, right? But in the same aspect, there's also a lot of focus on Okay, we may be as humans too busy and we're not, we are not creating enough space in our life to create uh, what we really do want to create, whether that's building a catty or for international listeners, a slingshot. <laughs> I just picked up a piece of wood in the forest this morning. That's why it's in my mind. Um, or whether that's running a business or whether that's finding your soulmates or whatever that case is. Um, we focus very much on productivity, but then also the same aspect is we blame everything on being too productive. And sometimes I don't think that it's the productivity that keeps us behind. 
a lot of times I think it's the choice that we make of not choosing joy in the moments. So not choosing what brings us joy, not choosing that thing that brings us so much light and, and love and all that. And I'm going to explain why everyone told me I couldn't create and grow a business while traveling. I couldn't create and grow a family while traveling the world. And I'm doing it. I'm running three massive businesses. Um, I met my soulmate Claire that loves traveling as well and we are perpetual travelers you know like we've been to over 40 countries people say you can't travel during COVID it's like no you can I've been to like nine countries during COVID I haven't had any problems and I've traveled very freely and I haven't had the vaccine you know so people are like well how it's like my belief system is that travel is what I want in my life. Travel brings me joy. For other people, it may not, right? So I choose that. I choose that in every moment. I choose joy in every single moment. If someone offers something to me and I can feel that it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to take it. Everything comes from a place of feeling. And then once you feel like something is right, then you can back it up with productivity. You can back it up with structure. Yet we kind of reverse engineer it as humans. And we try and create the structure and the productivity first. And then once that's created, we try and uh, generate the idea on top of that. Or we try and uh, generate the, the, the life on top of that. And it's never going to work like that. We need to. We are feeling human beings. We are we're the only animal with the name human beings. Not, we're not human doings. Like, we literally are. We, we feel everything. We emotional beings. We feel our relationships. When we walk in the room to a loved one, we can automatically identify whether that person is having a good day or a bad day. Because there's two emotions. Good, bad. Frustration, what does that feel like? Bad. You know, anger, what does that feel like? Bad. You know? And then good good feelings. Joy, what does that feel like? Good. Fulfillment. Good. So you just need to ask yourself, does this feel good or bad? If it feels bad, step away. Even if you think it is part of the structure of growing your current business, that's bullshit. Like, it doesn't matter. Business doesn't matter at the end of the day. If it feels bad, then it doesn't matter. Let it go, right? If it feels good, then do it. So uh, sometimes people say, well, how do you use that in your life when you're trying to build a successful life? And it's like, well, I'll give you an example. If it's Tuesday and you are super busy and you've got a massive to-do list, which is something we can talk about on the side, but you've got a massive to-do list and you're pushing, putting pressure on yourself, putting pressure on yourself to get shit done, just like the world says, you know, just get shit done, hustle, hustle, hustle. Mm -hmm. And you're in the middle of this whole hustle on your Tuesday and then all of a sudden you have the spark of like, well, I would really like to go for a hike in the Newlands Forest. And in that moment, it brings you a smile on your face. And in that moment, it brings you joy. If I'm coaching someone, and I do this so many times with my clients, I'm like, stop everything and go for a walk in the Newlands Forest. Because that's a cue from the universe that that's what you want to do. And why is it so important? Because when we get um, signals to do something through emotions, there is something deeper than just walking in a forest. You may meet your future soulmates in that forest because you trip over a branch in the forest and they catch you. Or you may meet your future business partner that takes your current business that you're trying to grind and hustle and work to grow on that Tuesday, where the easier approach is going to the forest and meeting the partner and all of a sudden in the next year, you've got this massive business. You don't need to know what that is. 
but you just need to know what your emotions are telling you on what to do. So that's why I always say, live the life that you love living with the people that you love doing it with. It's literally a motto in my life. I say it to myself every time. And I say it every day. Do the things that you really love doing with the people that you really love doing them with. And that's all that life's about. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And you know, like, I've never been somebody to buy into the corporate world or this world of like hustle and grind and that's all life is about. I very, very intentionally built my career in such a way that I have a lot of space in my life to just be, do the things that are important to me, spend time with my son. And yet, even though I've always been that way, there was a period um, in 2019, <laughs> like during um, the pandemic, where I fell into the same trap that everybody falls into, where all of a sudden I was working crazy hours um, because of the pandemic, I was doing a lot of online work. Mm. And all of a sudden, I find myself working from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., I mean, 10 p.m. And what happened was it conditioned me into feeling that when I'm not working and I'm not being productive, then I'm being bad. And then I had mm. this guilt about relaxing. And mm. What really hit me was one day I realized how often I was saying to my son, I can't, I'm working. Hmm. And hmm. so thankfully I was able to recognize that quite quickly hmm. you know, after a couple hmm. of months of working like that and pull out of that. But again, you know, somebody else might have thought, no, I have to keep doing this because if I just hmm. keep on doing this, I'm going to be more successful. I'm going to build hmm. this amazing business, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't enjoying my life. Hmm. And so I stepped out of that. And it took a little bit of deconstructing what I'd experienced through those months to get back to the place where I didn't feel guilt for not mm. being productive yeah. and have once That's again prioritized my well-being over mm. ticking off a to-do list. Mm. That's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I love stories because I always say stories do stick in people's minds um, mm. where uh, as human beings, we... I've always told stories over the ages. Um, and I actually heard a story. Uh, Tony Robbins actually was telling the story when he was like, uh, and he's like mid, mid to late 20s when he was hustling and he, he, he already become successful and he, he had made money and he really wanted to buy an island. That's just what he wanted to do. He wanted to buy an island. Not to show off, he just really wanted an island. <laughs> he landed up in Fiji um, <clears throat> and he had like two days to like see all the property to buy and all that. Um, and he was on the beach. He took one break. Like, you know, he was hustle, hustle, hustle. Took one break to go jump in the ocean. He jumped in the ocean and all of a sudden this feeling came over him. Like this feeling of peace and just like in the moment. Like this presence that he hadn't experienced in the last couple of days. As he stepped out of the water, um, he bumped into a Fijian. And he asked the Fijian, what's the time? And the Fijian looked at the sky and he says, it's today. And he's like, he just like didn't like, you know, just didn't compute in his mind. And he's, um, and he's like, um, he's explained the story of, you know, like he's, he needs to know the time and because he's hustling, 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 and he needs to get back onto a plane to go back to America and all that. And um, he just really wants to buy an island so he can have, and the guy said, why? And he said, well, so I can just have moments like this where I can just jump in the ocean and enjoy it. And he's like, well, you can just do that now. You don't just, you don't need everything. You don't need to hustle and find the property and all that. Like what you want, you can have right now. 
Um, so I tell that story because it's something that I really have embedded in my coaching practices, uh, whether I'm working with groups or people one-on-one, whether it's an executive on, on, uh, in the C-suite's rooms of a corporate company or if it's an entrepreneur trying to hustle. And the question I always say is, identify what you want to achieve in life. Materialistically, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to achieve. And then ask yourself what you believe you are going to emotionally experience once you achieve that. So it might be a million dollars in your bank accounts and maybe a massive five-bedroom home. Um, But always ask yourself on top of that, what is the emotion that you believe right now that you will experience for having that? So so people may have to think about that. So it may be fulfillment, joy, I don't know, uh, feeling loved, um, feeling loving, uh, any emotion. Um, And you can use that all. Then you can break it down and you can say, well, what is going to give you that small amount of emotion right now, today? Right now, today. I want to buy an island well, because it's going to give me freedom, a sense of freedom. You know, I don't have to abide by any government. Okay, cool. What's going to make you feel free today? Um, Maybe a walk in the forest. Maybe a jump in the ocean. Maybe. Okay, well, why don't we start with that? Because like attracts like. It's the law of attraction, right? But let's not give it a name. Just, let's just say, like energy attracts like energy. If you're around someone in a bad mood, you're gonna, after a while, you'll also be in a bad mood or you'll be frustrated, but you'll be experiencing a bad emotion, right? Or if you're in a room that's with someone super badly that loves you and you love them and you're just gonna have a good time and this is gonna be amazing, like attracts like. This works with everything in life. So if that's what you're wanting to attract, keep that in your mind's eye, don't, uh, don't throw that goal away of buying the island or keep the goal of finding your soulmate. Keep that in your mind's eye. But to take the emotion that you want to feel and start doing the things that bring that same emotion in right now. If you know that you need to make some changes to your daily food choices but still feel a bit hesitant to dive into my course or recipe book, I've got just the thing for you. My new grocery shopping guide is simple and easy to follow, giving you some basic alternatives to your regular shopping haul. I give you the basic outlines of what we should be avoiding on the ingredient list without getting too complicated or overwhelming with all the finer details. This is a great way for you to dip your toes into the water and start making those healthier choices. And even if you have done my course or purchased my book already, this shopping guide will make life a little bit simpler for you. Get your PDF download for only 199 Rand, that's around 13 US dollars. Go to my website, raindun.com and scroll to the bottom of the homepage to buy your copy today. Man, if it's putting on your TV and, and people don't hit like me saying this because it's like, that's not productive. It's like if putting on your TV and watching a, a, an episode of whatever Game of Thrones is going to make you feel loved, just do that. Until you feel loved, don't overuse it, don't abuse it, like I did with drugs and alcohol. Get that feeling and then go out in the world and do the next thing. Yeah. The amount of times people look at me and say, well, that's way too simple. I'm like, okay, when last did you do that? Tell me when last did you do that consistently in every moment of every single day. Simple works. Like, simple like, things done consistently is what changes your life, really. 100%. And I'm I, I'm not even against being productive, you know. You get people out there, you know, like the Gary Vaynerchuks and, um, the, you know, Tony Robbins even, like all the, the hustle, hustle, hustle. Like, I'm so happy. If you enjoy the hustle and it brings you a sense of joy and fulfillment, 
go out there and do it. Like, screw it. You've got one life. Like, if you're, if you're 35 years old now, today, you've got, on average, if you live to 80, you've got 45 summers left. If you are in Cape Town right now and sitting here and thinking, I want to go to the beach, I want to go to the beach, I want to go to the beach, but I can't because I have to do these emails. Go to the beach. You've got 45 summers left. Yeah. I know it sounds morbid, but it's the truth. It's like, break it down. Like, break reality down into what reality actually is. Don't overcomplicate it. Simplify everything. Do the things that you love with the people that you love doing them with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you and Claire build this life where you travel so much? Um, and still have a successful business and... Interesting question. I actually haven't been asked that. So I like the how. So we, we, when I met Claire, we were both traveling already. So we kind of met in the travels, right? Um, she, funny enough, if you have to read her um, like manifestation letter that she wrote in her diary before meeting me, before knowing I existed, it explains me to like granular detail. It's crazy. Um, and so believable the same because that's how it works. Before I met my partner. Oh, really? Wow, it's uh, it's powerful. Yeah. And I, because I read it afterwards, I was like, "There's no ways you read you wrote this before you met me," because it was exactly from my perspective, it was exactly so. Um, anyway, we met. We actually we met. I interviewed her on my podcast. You can still see the episode. It was way back when. I think it was the seventh episode. I think I'm on episode 100 now, um, <clears throat> and. Uh, we just, we were already traveling. So we already had the life. We were already living the life that we individually wanted to live. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's the trick for everyone out there that wants to find their soulmate. You don't have to, f it's not about being codependent. So it's not about, let's break that word down. It's not about um, creating a life with someone that works for both of you. It's creating the life that works for you, allowing the other person to create the life that works for them, and then allowing both, well, at least yourself, allowing yourself to understand the other person. You don't have to agree with the other person always, but you just have to be in the space that you understand the other person. And then when you're in that place, then you guys can do anything that you want because then you can travel without arguing about bags and overweight and all of that. Then you can get to the space where you get to travel the world and go see all the places that you want to see and do it in like harmony. Um, so I say that because that's really important. A lot of people think that we created this life only when we met, but we already had started this life before we had met and we didn't change that path because we met. Um, <clears throat> so in saying that, we met and I've just had a knack for brands. So obviously when I saw Claire, I fell in love, but I also saw a brand. Uh, I saw like her, just the way she prepared food. Um, how she prepared food. Uh, we both were very much for health and wellness and just the way she was putting together these dishes that were beautiful for the eyes and the taste buds um, and all of this. I just, I just saw a brand. I mean, I was on five startup teams. So I was like, like, hey, do you want a date? But hey, I've got this <laughs> idea kind of thing, you know? Um, and luckily she trusted me, you know? She's she's a creative. I'm a creative in, in a different sense, but she's a big creative. Um and it came natural. I, I tested the waters to see how it was to work with her. And I think from the day we've met, we've only spent 
we haven't really spent a day apart. Um, we, there was a week, one week where she went to Dubai without me. Um, that was the only time we've been apart. And we just, we don't like, we don't get, there's not too much of being with each other. We separate work and playtime and personal time, but we are business partners, we're lovers, we're best friends and all that. Uh, but we, we, we do have boundaries around that, right? So in the day we do work on the business. So we've got her business, Claire Sharon Alberta Consulting, which is a plant-based restaurant consulting business, which takes us around the world as well. Um, so we open up restaurants, plant-based, healthy restaurants, clean. Everything is made from the ground. There's not a, no preservative abort. It's like in the contract. People sign contracts with us that they will not buy ingredients or cans of stuff with preservatives or processed sugars or anything. Oh my it's God, I love that. <laughs> And uh, we've opened up massive restaurants all around the Gulf in the Middle East, um, Europe, Bali, all that. And the business is really big now, you know, um, and it's it's been amazing. But when we started it, it was just her and me and her and I. And it was just, just we were just going with the flow and alchemizing what came up, you know. Um, and we built this business where we decided instead of having an office in one city where we do the deals from and send the contracts, we're going minim uh, be, to become minimalistic. And we're going to put all the things that we own in one bag. So our office and our clothing is going to be in one bag. Well, one bag each. And every time we got a new restaurant uh, deal, um, the contract included flights. So return flights for us. But it was always return flights. So we'd, they would fly us out from our one des destination. We'd go set up the restaurants. Um, I would train on the business side because we do full-on business consulting. Um, so I'd set up the business, I'd set up the finances, I'd set up everything. Claire would do a food magic and she would train the chefs and all that. We'd, literally, it's a turnkey project. People come to us, we, they've got the money, we take the money, we hire the people, we do everything. We open the restaurants, we give them the keys basically and they open up the restaurants and then they give us our return flights to wherever we want to travel to next. So it's like they sometimes don't understand this because they're like, well, where's your home? Yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's amazing. Um, we, so we go to a country and then they fly us out to a new country and we base ourselves there for two, three months or at least until we get another restaurant consulting business or when we want to travel again, etc. And then luckily for me, my business is coaching. I coach groups and I coach individuals and I coach them in living the life that I'm living. Like people want to live this life? Cool. Well, this is me. And I coach right now. I'm coaching um, three people that have got super high paying corporate executive jobs. I'm coaching them to start a side hustle so that they can leave the corporate jobs because they all hate them. Wow. I've got one person to leave straight away without having anything. Another person's got a family, so they're stepping stones. They have to supplement a certain portion of their income before they can leave because they've got a family and a newborn on the way. Um, so in saying that, I've got, we've got that business, we've got Claire's business, and then we've, because of COVID, all those businesses have started an online part of the business so we've got online culinary courses cooking with claire is the name um we've got online nutrition courses uh, because we're both uh certified in integrative wellness um and health is wealth if you want to be wealthy you got to be healthy like literally it sounds cheesy but it's so true um and then we've got the coaching business um and we both actually and on top of that we also both do health coaching so we help people with healing protocols Claire's healed from an autoimmune illness. I helped her with that protocol to help heal from Hashimoto's. Um, I have healed from uh, high cholesterol. Um, literally, I had high cholesterol on a 
fruit-based diet, and I still had a high cholesterol and developed a kind of detox protocol there to eliminate that. Um, so the business, I would say, and we're just about to have a meeting yesterday. We're just about to launch a whole retreat side of the business as well. So, uh, and it's going to be a t it's going to be a tailored retreat menu, meaning um, slightly high end. Uh, where people can tailor it just for themselves or just for their family. Um, it's going to include uh, cooking as well, chef training, chef courses. It's going to uh, include adaptogens, training on adaptogens, training on m super mushrooms. It's going to be training on like everything from health and wellness to motivation to everything. Um, Amazing. And Do we did this all traveling. Why? <laughs> but it? Do you have a location yet for your retreats or they will be in um, we There's going to be one in Italy. There's going to potentially be one in Ibiza. There's going to be potentially, not potentially, the call yesterday was about I'm I'm going to be doing, I'm still deciding if I'm going to do a men's one and a women's one separately or if I'm going to do men and women together because I do a lot of men's coaching as well. Not only, but I do. Um, <clears throat> and that one is going to be cycling through the fields or the option of so cycling and doing the retreat with cycling through the fjords or um, if people aren't as fit to cycle because it's quite a big cycle you do about 50 to 70 kilometers a day for six days um, or the other option is in electric Porsches so for anyone that was slightly more fancy but anyway so there's retreats and we stay at five-star hotels and there's going to be a foraging menu um, oh. there's going to be nutrition yeah. training as well and then the last day what I'm trying to organize um, just legality wise is to do um get a sh my shaman in to do uh plant medicine from the foraging so mm -hmm. do a mushroom journey at the end yeah. um so that's what's happening 2022 provided people can all travel um but to answer your question we created this because all you need and i'm looking at it is your computer and you don't even need a computer you just need a phone to run a business nowadays like literally all my finance apps are on my phone my invoicing apps are on my phone. Like I'd speak to people, how I get clients. I get clients through Instagram and Facebook, through my phone, mostly through voice notes. I don't spam people. I make sure that everything I offer, I offer everything. 99% of the stuff I offer is free. So if you're not changing your life, you're being lazy. Like, mm -hmm. and that's for most pe successful people. 99% of the stuff they offer is free. You know, it's the 1% where you get to seriously commit to your growth that you get to put money down and hire a coach or a mentor um, or put money into your business or put money into a savings account or buy crypto or whatever the case is. Amazing. So I was quite surprised to hear because that was another question that I wanted to ask is how are you not only traveling together, but also working together? But it sounds like you guys were working together pretty much off the bat, right? As you met. Mm, it, it organically happened. I, Claire and I are straight shooters. So, and she's way more of a straight shooter than me. I'm, uh, I always say I'm in recovery from people pleasing, uh -huh. um, which I think, <laughs> which I think a lot of people are. I think it's, um, and I, I sometimes don't like the, the word people pleaser because so many people kind of battle with it and i just think we live in a world where we've been told that we need to put everyone else first if we put ourselves first we are selfish right and nothing can be further from the truth if we cannot um be there for ourselves first how can we really genuinely be there for other people because we we need to know ourselves we need to back ourselves up before we can be there properly for someone else um, 
and it's it's the concept of the bigger the tree the more shade it will provide to other people right so the bigger we can build ourselves up our emotions our resilience and all that the more we can be there for other people so if you do not love yourself in the mirror how can you truthfully love someone else yeah. And this is this can open up a lot of wounds for a lot of people. This may have just triggered people listening to this. Um, but just think about that for a second. If you don't know how to love yourself, how do you love other people? Um, and Claire and I, from the beginning, from the get-go, because I just been in relationships where I had lied and all that. I'm this between Claire and I. It's truth. What goes goes. Like. Even if we are fearful that it may cause an argument, like we put everything out on the table, like literally everything, um, how we feel. And we always start with kind of, not the exact wording, but it goes something like this, I feel. So there's no accusations. It's like, well, I, I, I feel this is not working for me. I, I um, What you just said to me makes me feel um, hurt or and then normally we're really good at coaching each other. Normally it would be like, well, like, why do you feel hurt? It's like, uh, well, I don't feel seen. Okay, well, why do you think you don't feel seen? You know, it's like, I'm seeing you and I love you. So <clears throat> that's maybe just a story in your head. So we've got quickly, we quickly ask ourselves enough questions in order to pivot through your standard argument where people don't talk. Hey, yeah. we argue and we, we are super passionate people, both of us. We've got lots of pitta in us, if anyone <clears throat> understands Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. Both of us have lots of pitta, which is fire energy. So we genuinely do believe in these massive values that we share. I'll get back to that. So when we disagree, we do go at it. Like we can go at it properly. And um, we'll argue and all that, but we'll always come back to each other and be like, okay, I apologize. Mm. Or, I think it's so important for people to... And start to recognize that having a good relationship doesn't mean that you never argue or that you never disagree with each other. Because like you Hello. said, you know, you can't avoid what is bothering you because you're worried that it's going to cause an argument because then you become resentful. Mm. And, then, and then it just festers and gets way mm. worse. Mm. And that's not the truth, right? Like ha living a good life is not about living a smiley, happy no. every single moment. It's just not that. L living... We only know happiness because we have experienced sadness. We only know daytime. We, we only appreciate sunrises because we've seen the sunset. We appreciate daytime because we know nighttime, you know? Um, and that's, that is the concept. The contrasts of life is where the beauty lies. Absolutely. And when we can really appreciate the contrasts, then we can understand the inverse of whatever we are focusing on. And let me explain that more fully. If we can see and feel the arguments we can change direction straight away and move away from that argument just by appreciating the flow of life we've experiencing with that person yeah because we only hate that argument because we have experienced i don't know traveling the world and laughing at a in a foreign country eating at a cafe you know what i mean uh, we we've we only like really hate lying to someone because you know how good it feels to speak the truth to someone and allow someone to see that so let's all just appreciate the contrast and when we can appreciate the contrast in the moment we can be aware of 
what's not working for us and we can change the direction of our emotions because most of the time it's ego that's keeping us in that argument mm, truth brings us to the arguments ego keeps us in the arguments mm. because once you say what you need to say the truth is out other people can react however they want to even if it's your wife or husband or fiance or whoever it is your mother your dad they can react however they want to react but then are you going to respond or react are you going to share the truth with them from an ego point of view or are you going to share the truth with them just so that they can understand you better and then just don't keep yourself in that pit of pity and victim and yeah. fighter and trying to make sure that you come out on tops because you want to be known to be right yes well i think that's why the the language that you and claire use when you need to discuss something is so mm. helpful because it reminds you to step out of that accusatory tone mm. and and rather look at it from the perspective of this is how the situation is making me mm. feel not immediately being you did this and you said that and this is your fault there's um a saying that goes like this um i am whatever i think you think i am yes <laughs> and it's it's so apt everyone i like hold on i'm gonna say it again for everyone so you don't have to rewind i am whatever i think you think i am and it basically is a saying summing up that we become the person that we think other people think we are because we have no idea what other people think mm -hmm. so we're creating stories on top of stories yeah exactly. and if we can just let go of the story and just literally ask ourselves what are we feeling right now and that is not wrong and that's not right it just is it's the isness of life it's the presence so when you do feel hurt that is your truth that's okay share with your partner i feel hurtful don't share it with the condition of having an answer from them i don't tell claire things conditionally i tell her because i just want her to know me better yeah right and if I tell her so that I can get a specific answer from her, then I've already gone off path. And this works for everything in life, just so everyone can know. Anything, anytime we do something conditionally, if we um, uh, say something to our parents because we think they want to hear that, that's not the truth, right? That's not going to lead you down the path that you want to go down. If we do something in business, if we take a deal because we think we need to do that deal to grow the business, it's probably not the right deal, you know? Yeah. But if we're doing something because it feels right, unconditionally, without expecting an answer, without expecting a certain reaction, that's where we need to head. And that's the focus point. That's the bullseye. That's what we need to do. Mm. Yeah, just to expand on that um, saying that you shared now, uh, is that in a relationship between two people, there are actually six personas at play because there's the person I think I am, there's the person I think you are, and there's the person you think you are, the person you think I am, and behind it all, there's the real me and the real you. <laughs> and that's why relationships can get so confusing and complicated because when we're stuck in the ego space, we're operating from who I think I am and who I think you are rather than allowing for who you truly are to come to the surface. Hmm. It's so multi-layered. Yeah. And if we can just appreciate the fact that it's multi-layered yeah. and that we can just appreciate the only kind of 
next step in a relationship is just to share your truth in that moment. And this is true for life. It's like, can we just stop overcomplicating everything? So this is true for life, you know, it's just like the truth is the truth is the truth. And if we can share that in the moments, then we can understand who we are more. When we get to understand who we are more, and we, uh, then our relationship will grow. So it's like, for example, if Claire says, if Claire says something to me that triggers me, I can choose to keep that in myself and allow that to build up resentment, like you said, or allow that to build up anger or allow that to build up frustration and get into this place of the bad feeling. Or I can just highlight that and say, wow, I felt triggered. Mm. I, and, you know, and most times if you have a conversation going with your partner, they'll say why, or maybe you can just bring, if your partner's not gonna ask you why, maybe you can ask yourself the question of like, <clears throat> Just say it out, like bust yourself almost. It's like what I did. I busted myself with my parents so that when I sobered up properly, I wasn't going to like go back on my word of going to rehab, right? Yeah. I busted myself. And then you can ask yourself, well, hold on, just pause quickly. Why did I feel triggered? Well, it's the way she looked at me. It's like, cool, well, what about the way she looked at me? Do you know that she looked at you because in your mind's eye, you thought she was judging you? Do you know that she was judging you? Um, no, but I'm going to guess she is. No, no, no. Do you know? Okay. Okay, no, I don't. Well, you can choose that. You can ask her or you can just let that story go. Yeah. And if you want to ask her, then cool, ask her. And that's kind of how we um, <clears throat> manage our relationship in business and in personal. It's the same thing. Mm. I don't change as a person when I do business with Claire or running a business. I'm the same person. We just might be using different language, maybe. Not always. Um, we just, it's not even about wearing different hats. It's just about doing a different activity. Mm. Simple. <laughs> what I've taken from this conversation, which I think is a really great point to bring up, is that you and Claire were each already living the life that you wanted to live because that's what made you happy. And judging by the type of people you're on from what you've discussed is you already each were working on yourselves and knew who you were as people. So that when you met, your lives became cohesive and sort of seamlessly fit into each other. Mm. And I think it's oftentimes people, when they're searching for a partner, they're sort of molding their life around searching for a partner rather than... Yeah. Focusing on living a life that makes them happy, makes them feel fulfilled. This is the life that I want mm. to live. And when you do that, then you attract a partner who wants to live the same life. Mm. And then you can have a successful relationship together without either one mm. having to compromise on the life that mm. they want to lead. Mm. Uh, something that I've learned th throughout life, and this is for friendships and, and kind of family and Claire particularly, um, is that you don't necessarily have to live the same life as someone to get along with them. Um, but what brings people close are normally a, a, is normally a similarity in values. Yeah. So a, a good relationship check-in, especially with people that are entering into new relationships, I think something that needs to be very transparent is what is your partner's value? If and and if if you're listening to this and you and, and you don't actually know what your partner's values are, it may, it's probably a conversation that you need to have today. Um, but Claire and I were very clear on what our value system was, and 
it's because our value system is so similar and pretty much the same that there's no size of arguments that can break that because our mission in the world is the same. Mm -hmm. So it becomes easy to be able to create anything together. Yeah. Because the end game for us or the motivation, not even the end game, the motivation for us to wake up every day and go out in the world and create change is the same motivation. And I say that because that is what bring that's what's made us like so strong. Mm. We most times we eat different meals even. We do a lot of different things, you know? We may spend every day together, but we will cook at the same time breakfast and eat completely differently or we will do completely different morning routines or we will do you know like there's so many things that we do differently but the one thing that keeps us close is our values yeah that's a beautiful way to clarify what i was trying to say because i think i wasn't clear enough on that so thank you for mm. that is that um it's more about the values of the life than the actual actions of the life because I think what can happen is you think that you want this life and you see this person also wants this life that looks like this from the outside. But if there isn't a coherence of the values underpinning why you want that life, that's where a disconnect happens. Yeah. Whereas when you have the same values, even if there are discrepancies, then you know, you're on yeah. the same sort of path. So thank you for sharing. 100%. Really love Just that. be as open as possible, even if it's the first date. That's, that's my rule. Mm -hmm. just, just go deep. It's like yeah, that, if, that's if, like when you should be the most open and honest of always what are you even doing there? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you mentioned morning routine. And that's mm. something that I, I did want to ask you is what is sure. your non-negotiable routine, mm. whether it's in the morning or whenever it is, that, that sets your day up for success? Hundred percent. Um I believe that the way we start actually the way we go to bed is the way we start our mornings but the way we start our mornings is the 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 pace that our days are going to be at uh the energy space our days are going to be at um so i'm very much a believer in priming your day um and basically what i mean by that is uh we get to choose to prime our day in whatever way works for us so for me what works for me is and i believe everyone should be doing this actually is <clears throat> tapping into wellness in essence and for me tapping into wellness is hydrating um, we are chronically dehydrating as a as a population of the world uh, but when we sleep by um, our, our bodies are dehydrating we, sh we are shallow breathing um, so we are retaining a lot more um, a lot less oxygen a lot a lot more of the uh, toxicity that normally gets breathed out during the day um, so we wake up dehydrated uh, I always say yeah, you're drinking a glass of water now. I'd, I'd say hydrate however way you feel possible, not caffeine. Uh, if you're going to hydrate on caffeine as you wake up, you're going to burn your adrenals out. Trust me. Uh, I know a lot of people love coffee. Coffee is okay in small amounts. This conversation triggers um, people so badly. I know, so much. Like, I, I, love, I love coffee. Coffee is like one of my favorite things. So like this is not coming from a coffee hater. I love coffee, uh, but from on your adrenal system, coffee first thing in the morning on empty stomach, it's it's gonna hurt you, um, and it's gonna disrupt your sleep later. Okay, um, so Can hydrate I and yeah, and ask you something: Is yes. this true of matcha? So yes, all caffeine. 
Um, I would matcha is way less than coffee. Um, it's way less acidic, um, but the same thing holds. I would say. Um, I, I always drink a big glass of water as soon as I wake up. Mm. Um, mm. Sometimes I do warm water with lemon. Sometimes it's just mm. cold water. Um, but what I have been doing lately, which I never used to do in the past, but lately after my water, I'm now having a matcha mm. and to start my day before I train. If it works for you, it's not coffee. Like matcha is okay. I've got a few friends that do it, so that are heavily in the wellness game as well. Um, they will only do matcha. Matcha is the only caffeine that they will try on so like an empty stomach. To caffeine and any okay. so I love coffee. Mm. Coffee doesn't love me. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So a, a way that you can counteract that. So for people that are kind of sensitive, you can have a matcha with almond milk. Like so, you can kind of like fatty it up yeah. and prime the body yeah. like that. Quite high fat. Yeah, 100%. So, and then, okay, so from um, hydration, breath work. Breath work is the essence of life. Um, it's the one thing that we all share and it's beautiful and gives us energy and calms us down and all that. I do um, a bit of Wim Hof breathing uh, for people. You can download his app. I just like his breath work that he does. It calms me more than it does anything else. Um, it oxygenates my body and gets my body ready and primed to, to activate. Um, from there, I go into meditation. Um, anything from two minutes to 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, right? Whatever time I have, just just get into a place. It doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged. You can go out into nature, listen to the birds. That's meditating. Just just be in a quiet space. Um, <clears throat> and then I get into, I've got, so I, this whole thing's called me time. You can see it on my calendar, like uh, every day, it's, there's a thing called me time. Um, and then I get into movements. Um, any type of movement. Um, lately, it's been hiking in the forest next door. I try and get into nature, try and ground myself completely. Um, and then I will spend 10 minutes while doing movement. I'll spend 10 minutes doing this. 10 minutes being in a space of appreciation or gratitude. Whatever that is. If I'm walking in a forest, I will just spend at least 10 minutes. It's often longer because it just feels so damn good. Um, I, like just appreciating everything. And being so grateful for whatever I see. Because it gets me into that emotion. And that is a very strong emotion to have in your day. And then I'll go into the next 10 minutes. <clears throat> I will go into a space of um, my intention for the day. What is my intention? And I will feel that intention. So, you know, so not a to-do list. What are, my th in what are my intentions for the day? That's way bigger and better and more growth-orientated than to-do list so i'll do that 10 minutes 10 minutes or 20 minutes 20 minutes whatever whatever it's going to be um if i'm still in that space when i get home i'll those two things i'll write down as well so i'll kind of journal those two things i don't always do that every single day because I'm, I'm kind of in a mental space of it um and then i get home jump in the shower um halfway through the shower Normally the whole shower, but because I'm in Sweden and it's snow, um, halfway through the shower, the water is like literally ice water. I'll just put it into ice water and I'll pump myself up again. Um, and then I'll sit down, have a mindful breakfast, <clears throat> whatever that is. Um, depends where in the world I'm in. Um, it's a warmer breakfast now. Sometimes it's smoothie bowls, whatever the case is. Sometimes fruits. I try my best and I don't force it. It's just what my body naturally wants. For me, I try and stick to like kind of fruit and less fat until lunchtime. Okay. Um, and then, I don't know if I got on my morning routine. Um, yeah. And then I put my phone on. 
So that's mm, the nice. Yeah, I'm, touch I'm morning routines are pretty similar. Mm. Yeah, and so, I've also I mean, so within that things change, right? So my movement yeah. can move from a hike to yoga, from a hike to a run, whatever the case is. Um, breathwork can be a different person that I'm doing, or meditation is a different one every morning. Um, whatever the case is, hydration can be different. It can be a herbal tea, it can be chaga, it can be water, it can be whatever. So like, don't don't allow don't allow yourself to restrict yourself in morning routines, but get a morning routine that works for you, yeah. that honors your body. That's the trick. You need to honor yourself, honor your body, your emotions, and start your day right. Mm. Absolutely. Like, I know that if I don't do my morning routine, my day is just not going to be mm. as good. Yeah. And so if I'm going through a period where I'm feeling particularly stressed or maybe I'm feeling a bit down, I know that it's that much more important that I do mm. my morning routine because it can mm. literally change my whole day. Yeah, of course, of course. And uh, I know sometimes I get into the space of getting overwhelmed if I don't have the time. Well, I tell myself I don't have the time to have, do my whole morning routine because my morning routine um, is about two hours. It's about two hours. Um, but what I coach clients on is about, it's not about the time. It's like take, so if I take all the things that I do and I know I've only got 30 minutes, then I split it into rather two minutes, two minutes, five minutes, yeah. 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So I can just have elements of it all. Exactly what I do because I, I'm very much an extremist and like a balls to the wall kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> I could see we're on the same page there. So I, I used to have this attitude of if I don't do a strong yoga practice for 90 minutes, it doesn't count. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and over the years, I've been older, a little bit wiser. Yeah. yeah. I realized that. You know, some days you just don't have the time or you don't have the energy. Yeah. So if, you know, if all I can do this morning is five minutes of movement and five minutes of meditation and then go have a cold shower, at least yeah. I, I created that space and just like mm. checked in with myself, checked in with my body. And, you know, but of course my preference when I have the time is to do the whole yeah. hour thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... Uh... It really is probably the number one thing that I believe is the precursor to personal growth is a very strong morning routine. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not really about the activities that you do because there's so many different shapes and forms you can turn a morning routine into. It doesn't matter what it is, right? Like, there's no, just, just create something that works for you. It's not about that. It's about... You wake up, you honor yourself, you don't allow the outside world to get in, and you really choose in that moment your divine direction, your emotions, your love of life. That's what you're doing. You're choosing that. Oh, something I didn't mention is every time I wake up, um, to the point where Claire doesn't even touch it, because like one of the things is I'm all about uh, um, creating a win in the day, so I will make the bed. doesn't matter if we're in a hotel doesn't matter where we are, even if there's room service. I When I get out of bed, I make the bed. Done. That's me. To the point where I sometimes get upset if Claire makes it. I'm like, why'd you make the bed? <laughs> um, that, is so, that yeah, similar so. how, to how um, I will sometimes write down something that I've already done just so I can tick it off because it's so satisfying to mm. tick um, it off? Yeah. Yeah, so 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 don't yeah don't get stuck uh, stuck in the trap of like a to do list. 
Um, uh, but like the, a quick little win in the morning uh, yeah. also primes your energy. It's just different priming of energy. Um, but I, I always say another thing is don't have a to-do list. Have have like a, a call it whatever you want. Get your done list or um, a to-be list or a, um, whatever you want to call a list. Just don't say to-do because there's so much negative connotations on it. But basically is choose the three to five things that are going to move you, the needle to get you to the desired life that you want. Because that's what life's about. Just three to five things. And and you may finish that by lunchtime, then you can do the other things. But all those other things, put it on another piece of paper, put it aside, and just do three to five things that are going to absolutely move the needle on your life today. I found that very helpful, doing that. Otherwise, you get overwhelmed all this long. Completely. List. Completely. And then... You think you have to get done today. Hundred percent, and th- and then if you can't finish the twenty two thousand things that are on your to do list, like then you thing. don't feel fulfilled when you go to bed, right? Yeah. So then the energy you go to bed in is the energy you wake up in, mm. right? So, not always. A- Abraham Hicks will tell you when you go to bed you reset, so that is also true. But I- I'm just saying that if you go to bed angry, a lot of times you won't wake up with as much flow. Mm. So instead of doing that, just give yourself three to five things because yeah. you can do three to five things in a day. And then you're going to get to the end of your day and you're like, yes, I've just won life. <laughs> <laughs> I love your energy. <laughs> Thank you're you. You're so enthusiastic. It's awesome. Um, it, it, may, it may be the cold right now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need my cacao. Uh, that's, that's, that's something I'll say also in my morning. So before I, uh, just to sum up all of this, is I completely believe in um, health and wellness and treating your body and uh well, I'm not going to say it's my recipe. It's definitely Claire's recipe. Um, she's actually putting together a product for it, but a, a, a cacao, like a ceremonial cacao with adaptogens and super shrooms in it. Ooh, I'm and very that, that every morning pff, like takes yeah, my cells onto like another level. Awesome. Is that with medicinal mushrooms and... Yeah, so like, so from from chaga to reishi to lion's mane to like a million different adaptogens that I don't even know that we travel with in our bag. They're in the top shelf of the fridge. I don't ask. I just I just go in. I will definitely be a customer for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, it's it's going to be very soon. And South Africa is actually one of the first markets we're going to launch in. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wrap us up with. Um, just a couple of questions. Cool. Um, are you reading anything at the moment? Or uh, what is one book that you would really recommend to people? <sighs> huh? Such a horrible question. I hate it when people ask me that. So, so, so you know why I find it tricky? So, so that moment when I sobered up, over that next year, I read 90-something books. Wow. Um, I'm. I love reading. Reading for me, I read yeah, every I'm, night to the I've, point where I find it a hard question as well because I've been like an insanely voracious reader since I was yeah. probably about six. Mm. Also, read an insane uh, amount of books through my life. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's funny. I never liked reading in school because I was forced to. You know, mm. For, don't force me. If you force <laughs> me to do something, I'm not going to do it. Um, but in saying that, right now I'm uh, I'm reading um, Esther and Jerry Hicks, Abraham Hicks's book, "Ask and It Is Given," um, <clears throat> learning to manifest your desires. Uh, so that's that's. I'd say start with that book. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a few books. Okay, so yeah, there's an, an, another there's another book called "Sparked" by Jonathan Fields. It's okay. a, an amazing book. 
Um, <clears throat> and then I'm just looking, I'm looking at my Kindle stuff right here. Um, I love all of Alan Watts's work. Um, one of the number one from a health point of view, health books that I would really suggest everyone to do and read is The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Mm. It's epic. Um, if anyone wants to um, tap into movements, there's a book called The Align Method by Aaron Alexander. Yeah. I love the dude. He's amazing. Yeah, he is awesome. Um, then there is Anita Murjani, someone who healed from chronic cancer stage four. Literally, they were, put, they were going to put the machines off and she came back to life and there's no sign of cancer. Her book, her book is called, mm, I think it's called Dying to Be Me. If anyone's scared of COVID, go read this book. Yeah, that um, that title just really captured my attention. Yeah, if anyone has any fear of any health thing, like literally, that's good. Right? Um, and a really another a cool book. If anyone wants to start a business nowadays, like, mm -hmm. and it goes against the energy that I was speaking about, but Gar Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crushing It. Okay. will really motivate you to get off your ass and start a business because we can literally start anything from our computers. Mm. Um, it's it's phenomenal. And I literally can go through hundreds and hundreds of books. Any of Tony Robbins' books are amazing. Um, <laughs> I literally can go on forever and ever and ever. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's great. It. Awesome. And then I know we've already covered the morning routine and you did say, so maybe I already know what your answer will be. You said that it doesn't really matter what is in the morning routine. It's more about doing it. But if there were one, one practice that you would recommend everybody include into their day, what would that be? Breath work. Mm. And I'll say why. Breath work oxygenates the body. Um, and breath work is meditation. Yeah. So for anyone that battles with meditation, it does that. And it gives you energy. So it may stop people from having coffee as they wake up. <laughs> That's a great one. <clears throat> and then Gary, if anybody's interested in becoming a client, having you coach them or interested in your new retreats or in any sure. care services. Um, yeah, perfect. Um, so right now, I will only start accepting more one-on-one -on -one clients in the next two weeks. I'm kind of full up right now. Um, I am going to be doing a free, I don't know when this is going live, but right now it's the 19th of Jan. So I'm doing a free webinar this weekend, which I'm sure it's not going to be live by then. Um, but I, I am, I've got a, a group coaching program called Be Limitless, um, where I teach you all these methods and all that. And I run these throughout the year. So if you ever see me advertising this on social media, you know, I'm going to show you all my tips and tricks that have got me here in the last 10 years. Um, but if you want to reach out to me, Instagram's probably the best place. Facebook, if you're a Facebooker, that's also cool. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm kind of on TikTok and Twitter, but not as much. So if you, really the place is Instagram. My website has just been taken down because I'm rebuilding it. Um, if you want to reach out to Claire uh, about anything regards, regarding cul culinary stuff, health stuff, healing from Hashimoto's, anything, that kind of stuff, um, she's at Claire Sharon Roberto. 
um, but Sharon is spelled S-H-A-R-R-Y-N. It's a different spelling there. Um, and you can message her on Instagram as well. Um, and if you want to reach out to any, if you want to reach out to me directly, it's hello at garytarola.com. I, I respond to everything. So in my DMs, I respond. Email, I respond. Please, if you have any questions for me, this is what I'm here for. Like I'm literally here to help people transform. Like it's 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 what drives me. It's completely what drives me. So if you have felt the calling in this podcast and you've heard something that I've said that's moved you and you just want to clarify something or you want to get onto a phone with me, like don't ignore that feeling. Do it. Like I'm not doing this to like win you on as a client. Like I have to, well, the process I go through with choosing clients is I, I still have to want to work with you because I don't, like, it's not something I, I don't just work with anyone um, because I want to have fun. So if I love you and I think you're cool, I'm going to work with you. So <laughs> if that's you, call me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that conversation. I think we covered it was amazing. interesting topics. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like, share with your family and friends, and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at rain.dun or email me on rain at raindun.com. To learn more about my different services and offers and explore how we can work together to help you find more vibrance and expansion in your life, visit my website, raindun.com.